Jeff. And I'm Craig. And we just interviewed Jason Marsden. It's true. Craig and I just had our first interview we've ever done in our entire lives. And the first interview we've ever done for the Half-Assed Horrorcast, which I guess kind of goes without saying that it's the first one we've done in our lives. Indeed. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, you know that we did five episodes where we talked about Erie, Indiana. We watched every episode, talked about every episode. And uh, when we finished recording, or if you listen to the last episode, you'll hear us kind of speculate what happened to the characters and stuff. And we even say at one point, you know, we should reach out to somebody involved with the show to see if they have any answers to some of the questions that we had or to find out what they had planned for the show had it continued and I thought you know the most mysterious character on the show is Dash X so I thought I wonder if the actor who played Dash X has any insight so I looked him up and found out he lives in Nashville and uh, so I reached out to him and, and asked if he would be interested in doing an interview with us and, and what did he say? he said yes oh! and so we uh <laughs> We met up with him today, hung out with him for about an hour, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. He was really, really cool. Uh, he indulged us in all of our questions. It's and, true. Um, yeah, we really had a good time hanging out and talking with him. And uh, I think a lot of the things that we even speculated on, he mentions. You know, right, yeah, we didn't really have to fish uh, too hard for some, you know, some speculation on... Yeah. Dash X's origins and where the show may have yeah. progressed, that sort of thing. And there's, you know, obviously we're, we're outside. We're outside of a coffee shop uh, on the patio. So there's a little bit of audio issues. You'll hear ambulances, race cars, uh, motorcycles, stuff like that. So, Lowriders. You yeah. Know. yeah. Uh, Zip scooters. Without further ado, join us, won't you, for this very serious interview. With Jason Marston. Yeah, they just uh, a dude flew me to Philadelphia last a uh, couple months ago for a Philomoca Film Festival, and they had a whole like uh, Erie, Indiana retrospective, and they had me and Justin Shankaro who played Simon. Yeah, the two of us just answered questions and like a how'd that go? They were great. They were great. Yeah, it's nice to know that people still care about it. That's was, it cool. so, was it open Q and A? Like just uh, like fans got to ask questions. It was moderated, was and it? then we opened up to the. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The guy had uh, he had like slides prepared, you know, for us to look at. And, like, <laughs> Do you remember this guest star? Do you remember like this person? Yeah. Oh, right now. So I have a question about Erie, Indiana. Do you do you still have the wig? I don't have the wig. Yeah. Oh, uh, too bad. I. I wish. It was a $4,000 wig. I remember that. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. And they made it to my head. They like, uh, they put like, I remember they put like saran wrap on my head and then they, yeah, scotch tape, scotch tape, scotch tape, scotch tape, all the way from my, the, the top of my skull to the base of my neck. Wow. And then they clip her out the, uh, the, the cellophane and that's like the mold of my head. And then they sent it somewhere to have someone intricately put one hair at a time in these, in these hair nets. Yeah, man. They weren't joking around with that. It was no, pretty cool. No. <laughs> so how did you get involved with this show? I auditioned. I, it was just one of the things that uh, my agent sent me out on. Yeah. yeah. 
So was it weird, like, kind of coming in being the new guy? Or? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, it seems to be my career. I'm always, like, the in the second season or placing somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, you know, I, maybe blissful ignorance. I don't know, but I was... I, had, I was familiar with the show. I had seen it. I was super excited. Plus, I'm like a huge Joe Dante fan. Yeah. So getting a chance to work with him uh, was pretty awesome. Uh, but they they made it very easy for me to transition. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, oh. I was just going to say, like, Jeff's a huge fan and watched it back in the day. Yeah. And then he was the one that kind of pushed it on me. I didn't even, I barely knew what it was. Okay. And we marathoned it like in two or three nights, right? Sure. We watched yeah. almost all of it, yeah. and then we'd do a podcast about each, you know, a couple episodes. Oh, really? Oh, right yeah. on. And, uh, Which things... one was your favorite? Oh, God. I, okay. <laughs> one of we... the six of the last season, maybe? Oh, okay. There's a couple of different, <laughs> different ones, but pre-X era, the Heart on the Chain episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah Daniel yeah. Harris. Daniel, Daniel Harris, Harris. Yeah. Which, to me, is funny to watch as an adult, like, the kid logic involved with uh, some of this stuff is pretty hilarious and uh, how like the lead character is borderline like a stalker to the Daniel Harris character mm-hmm. like he's showing up at her house and like sneaking into her room and she's like what are you doing here <laughs> and you know she's going to visit a tombstone of a, a dead friend and right. he's there also and <laughs> yes. she's like okay there's this guy again um, so that one and then of your era gotta be the corn what's what's that one Loyal, 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 Loyal. Yeah. yeah yeah that one was super cool um with uh that was the veteran actor um oh ned ray walston uh, ray walston yeah. Yeah. yeah so you so you're saying like he like uh, jeff saw it you know when it came out beforehand right you just he you discovered it through him I had, I had no clue what it was yeah. and that's uh one thing as an adult watching it like when your character is introduced the show kind of shifts i think yeah and uh, like the shared universe aspect of it becomes a bigger deal. You know what I mean? Where they're doing references and characters you saw previously are showing back up. Sure. And I feel like, especially as the show progresses, you kind of became like a focal point. Mm. So much to the point where like at the end of the show, especially the how it ends, right. the final episode, I was like... Speaking of how it ends. Oh, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. I felt like they were going to like have you be almost the main character or well they it, it was always i was always told like like dash was introduced to be a foil for marshall and simon like they needed an adversary and it was frustrating the first few episodes because you've noticed like dash was there to like you know gum up the works and for selfish reasons and then at the end he had a change of heart and he saved everybody yeah the last episode was the one i it was my favorite it was the one that he was like he was trying to kill marshall yes, like, that's right. what he was trying to do sure we write the script yeah. so he literally is murdered yes in the real world. yes like, oh, yeah. we don't need squibs <laughs> right we'll just really shoot yes him. <laughs> i thought it was a great way to end it i thought maybe they really were gonna push it that direction but unfortunately you know cbs didn't didn't give us any more opportunities to do that when you were shooting that episode did you know that it the series is going to be over after no. that or you thought it was going to keep going no we uh we knew we were doing six we finished the six and then it was like a uh i think after the show aired a few weeks later uh, the producer paul schaefer yeah. um uh called me and let, let me know it was a no-go yeah that's a bummer it's a bummer it was yeah. a, it was one of my uh, my absolute favorite experiences of almost everything i worked on oh really yeah i mean i was 17 uh, there, are, there are certain episodes I'm a virgin. There are certain episodes I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> There's a little rite of passage happening. Yeah. Uh, I work with some like amazing people. I mean, Joe Dante, 
uh, Ray Walston, John Aston. Yeah. I mean, come on, some great directors. Uh, and it, it was all like making little movies. And plus, I like, I like Dash. I liked his character. I liked putting on the, the stuff, and I felt you know badass. It was yeah. like, fun. It's always fun to play that the foil. He was definitely like the cooler character in the yeah, show. Yeah. Uh, and I love the the episode with the Donald where you guys are yes uh, Rene Beaugenois yeah yes <laughs> and I was like is that Odo yep I was like it is Odo <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but yeah where you guys make the commercial and uh, actually Craig bought me a World of Stuff pin when we did the last Erie Indiana episode yeah. and they have a World of Stuff pin yeah, yeah. Uh, Fright Rags <laughs> nice yeah they, they have that's awesome and, yeah I have a uh, um in the Loyal Lord of Corn, when they when they see all the plaques uh, behind the bar yeah. uh, through the years, and then Ned is in the same plaque. Oh, right. I have the one of him and John Aston. I asked oh, the prop master if I could have it, oh, wow. so I have it in my garage. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, man. Did you have? Do you know what they were kind of planning on your character doing later? Do you know like where he came from or? The one of the producers was Walter Barnett. Told me, and they were all theories. Is like Dash was either maybe created. Like a Frankenstein monster, he was maybe from an alternate dimension or the future, um, which they they kind of touched upon in, in Loyal Order of Corn. I mean, right. yeah. I think Ned maybe was Dash. That's that's maybe. another theory we had, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know they had this, the plus and minus on their hands. Yeah. Uh, again, just a theory. I have no idea. I mean, you know. Yeah, we we came up well. Yeah, we both came up with some theories at the end, and uh, the. You know, Dash being Ned, like a sure. younger Ned, was one of the ones. And then I had like a cockamamie uh, theory about Marshall being the one who kills Devin with the milk truck. Because <laughs> you know, there's that episode where he gets lost in the the Lost Hour. Yes. And he sees himself as an old man. And yes. He's, you know, he hits himself with the truck as an old man. Mm. And uh, a, we know. Yeah, like a running gag in the show is that people were hit with the milk truck, right? right? Yeah. That's how Tommy McGuire's character is killed, yeah. and uh, uh, Daniel Harris's friend Devin is killed that yeah. way. Uh, so we were thinking maybe it's Marshall time-traveling yeah. to kill people sure. with a milk truck. So, <laughs> he goes crazy. Like, yeah. Eerie Indiana finally gets the, the best of him. Yeah, we thought about, like, oh, we should make a comic book of this, where we, <laughs> we actually sure. show him going back and doing this stuff. <laughs> is do, it you one do, of those? do you guys do that? Do you guys break... Illustrate? And uh, yeah. Uh, we actually made a comic book a few years ago called Robot Lincoln and Zombie Jackson. Andrew Lincoln, I mean, yeah. Andrew Jackson, rather, yeah. as a zombie. I like it. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So, so give me some backstory on you guys. Your friend, yeah, obviously your friends. What, yeah. Uh, are you from Nashville? Yeah. We, yeah. Um, we met in, well, we were in high school. We went to different high schools. Okay. Uh, Craig grew up in, like, Goodlettsville, hmm. and I grew up in, like, Gallatin and Hendersonville. Okay. So very rural, sure. Yeah. Yeah, before the boom. Yeah, oh, I remember when I first visited here. I mean, Providence Place wasn't here. I mean, that was like 2002, and then oh. like the next few months, came back to visit again, and uh, and then bam, there it is, Providence yeah. Place, and all these other. That's why I made sure to say make Mount Julia weird because it's too. <laughs> it's like it's like too many. Now we're bookended by McDonald's. It's yeah. too many. How about some more mom and pops and stuff? That's why I, yeah. I was talking about that Rhythm Saloon, like. I love going downtown Nashville. I love listening to live music, and and I, and I befriended a lot of musicians. So I'm, I was trying to find places here to have some like Nashville quality bands play. And nobody wanted to do it. Nobody, even um, this uh, uh, this place down the road, perfect spot yeah. for live music. But the guy's like, nope, it'll change the dynamic of our customers. And here. 
even though there's like a perfect space for it. And Rhythm Saloon opened after going through three other changes, and they have a stage, and they have alcohol, they have just the perfect setup for it, but they're not, I mean, not, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. right. It's not frustrating. Really just, I guess doesn't want to get with the time. They want to they yeah. expand, <laughs> but they don't want to, they don't want to be creative about it. I don't yeah. know. Hmm. It's my, we didn't want to talk about that. We want to talk about Oh, that's Eerie. fine. So what, what, what brought you to Nashville? Uh, I met a woman in a... Uh, hold on, here's my ride. Uh, so I met a woman in uh, Studio City, California. Uh, and she... Uh, we, we met, we fell in love, and she is from Mount Juliet, Tennessee. And, and uh, after about, you know, a few months of courting, we, I decided to visit her family for Christmas instead of mine. My family was in Rhode Island. Okay. And uh, man, I thought I was gonna live and die in LA. All my friends are there, my industry's there, but the second I set foot here, like, I felt like I belonged. Really? Yeah, and, awesome. and the visits, I just got so excited to visit. The visits got longer and longer, and uh, some family circumstances happened, and we kind of had to make uh, a choice to, to move here to help out her family. So we did that, and I uh, haven't looked back. I love it. I love it here. It's, it's funny. I, I've lived in Los Angeles and New York, also chasing women. And, yes. <laughs> uh, and inevitably ended up back here and prefer yeah. it over both. Right on. Yeah, so What'd you go to L.A. for? Chasing women. Chasing I, women. I, I, did, I, I wish I could tell you I had a much better... Uh, you know, job prospect or All something right. like that, but no, it was it was pretty much chasing women. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you were kind of long distance talking to this girl that Craig went to high school with, and yeah, okay. ended up reconnected. Going. Yeah. Oh, right on, right on. Are you guys together now? No. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> Might be another reason I prefer it here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I actually lived out there for a couple of years too. I lived uh, kind of near Pasadena. Yeah. Um, the Glendale area. Um, well, more on the other side. You know where Monrovia is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Monrovia. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, I like that. I still have friends out there, so I go back to visit all the time. I, I only go if I absolutely have to. Like, I, it got to the point where, uh, making the transition here, I had to commute for work, because there were some, I'd still do voiceover, and there's still, even though, you know, there are recording studios here, I, a lot of times they want me to be in L.A., yeah. so I'd have to commute to L.A., and I, and I would get homesick it was crazy like in mm. like on paper it looks good like I can go to LA I didn't have to like parent I didn't have to you know I could stay up late I can hang out with my friends I yeah. saw LA through like a tourist's eyes it was yeah. it was refreshing but I could not wait to get back here oh awesome yeah yeah uh, so how long have you been here now we moved officially in 2013 okay yeah that was about a year after I came back okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's about the same time thanks Oh, where did, you, where did they shoot here in Indiana? They shot it at CBS MTM Studios in Studio City, okay. California. It's where they shot Seinfeld. In fact, Jerry Seinfeld would often uh, just be hanging out while we're shooting. Uh -huh. and, uh, and, and then one time I went on his set to watch what they were doing and I got kicked out of the set. <laughs> <laughs> the stage That's manager's like, I'm like, he comes over to my set. Why can't I hang out? Yeah. See your process. When you were out on the Seinfeld set getting busted, were you in the full <laughs> regalia? Were you like, no, no, no. I, I was about to you say, know what? like, you were some really stood Actually, out. Actually, you know you what? I, 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 was I? <laughs> I, think I, was doing a, I think I was doing a different show. Oh, okay. I was doing a different show and I just stopped in. Yeah, that could have been the case. I, I had a quick question about your performance as Dash X. Yes. Just, again, watching it as an adult and being a big fan of Heather's, um, a little bit of Christian Slater, uh, as uh, God, I think his name is JD in that movie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Was that a little bit of an influence? You no, I never. I've never seen age it. To like 
you know, like, oh, you know, like, that guy's kind of cool, oh, you know. No, you know? I mean, uh, I had never, I'd never seen Heather. I still haven't seen Heather's. Um, and if you're not the only one that's made like the, the Christian Slater sort of. The trench coat also, yeah. sure. you know, it's kind of similar. No, I made no effort to emulate Christian Slater. <laughs> it was my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you kept in touch with anybody from the show? I mean, I just saw Justin recently and I hadn't seen him in years. Um, and we'll, you know, thanks to social media. Uh, Omri is, uh, who knows what Omri's doing? I know he yeah. kind of left the business. He, he, and he just did it smart. I think he had like a bunch of dough and he made a lot of great investments and I think he got his fulfillment of being an actor and yeah. I know he went like snowboarding for like ever and uh, he, uh, I would see him in the festival scene, festival circuit because I'm a bur I, I go to Burning Man yeah. and I've seen him at f events like that. I know he tries to hit a DJing and I think he's a hairstylist somewhere. Oh, yeah. But I've, I've, I message him sometimes on on Instagram, and you know, you ever like send someone like a message, like a, like a like a question or something, and all they respond is like, "Hey, yeah." It's like you didn't respond. You didn't. <laughs> did you read what I? Any questions going on here? That's uh, about it. That happens to me at work all the time. I'll send somebody like a long email, like asking all these questions, and they just write back, "Sounds good." I'm like, yeah, I didn't answer anything. I know. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. guilty of like they say that we all read like 70% of emails, and and I get and I get I'm such a hard ass on people for. Because I'm working on a project, so I'm sending a lot of information that I want people to know, and uh, and making it really meticulous. And not everyone's getting back to me, but I am, I'm guilty of doing it myself yeah. sometimes. Yeah, a lot of times if I see a long email, I'll just be like, ah, I'll read it later. Yes. We don't have time to read emails. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was going to ask you about living here. Oh, is it? So you're still like you know you're still doing voiceover work and mm -hmm. stuff. Is it? Have you found it to be like any more any difficult more difficult to like find roles and stuff living here as opposed to LA? Yeah, I mean like uh, like I said, there's a there's a lot of productions that want you they want the actor to be in the room in the booth. Yeah. Uh, Disney, everything I do for Disney, they don't care. They'll record me anywhere. You know, they'll they'll find a booth in this coffee shop and you yeah. know, somehow magically. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers, they like people to be in the room. Um, yeah some Cartoon Network shows. It just depends on the project. I've, I've gotten away with being here a lot. I've had to kind of pick and choose because like I said, I just don't like going to LA and I yeah. know I've, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've taken that risk and, uh, and I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, yeah. I, 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 I like it here. I like, I work with musicians. I make, uh, I produce like one-off shows for them here and there and I'm developing a TV show uh, as we speak, as a matter of fact. I'm gonna shoot that next Wednesday. Um, so yeah, no, I've made full transition to being here, and if I awesome. and, and I do want to do on camera again, uh, and you know, thank goodness there is an industry here. There's industry in New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so, a buddy of mine's an actor, and he was telling me that uh, he actually has gotten more work since he's moved here than he did when he was in LA, because he goes down to Atlanta a lot to do sure. stuff. Bigger fish, smaller pond. I'm sure. Yeah. So do you have like a, a recording studio at your house that you can record stuff and just send stuff to Disney to, when you're doing voiceovers? Or? Yes, I have a recording booth at my house. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like a, I, I'll need like an engineer and like a better setup to re do like professional quality stuff, but I, I can audition from there. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I saw on Instagram you have that big uh, Haunted Mansion painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that actually from the Haunted Mansion? That or? is actually from the Haunted Mansion. How'd you get that? That's I got cool. it at an auction in... 2000, 
uh, no, I think like 99, yeah, 1999. Um, I was a big Disney collector, and uh, uh, there was a store, uh, the Howard Lowry Gallery in, in uh, ho uh, West, uh, North Hollywood. And they uh, they had some like great tchotchkes and Disney stuff at their at their place, and then they had like an auction that they did um, near Disneyland in Anaheim, and uh, they had all four posters uh, for sale, and uh, I got one of them. That's awesome, yeah. man! I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Haunted Mansion. So. Me too, yeah. Yeah, when I only went to Disneyland once when I lived out there, but I, I think we went through the Haunted Mansion like four times while we were there. Nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do you like spooky stuff? I mean, is it... I do like spooky stuff. Yeah. I like, I love, Halloween's my jam. I love Halloween. Uh, I like the, uh, the haunts they do here. Yeah. Um, in fact, I follow one guy, I forget his name, but he does the, um, Nashville Nightmare, I think. Yeah. I go to that one every year. Um, but they also have that one that's by the lake that they did last year. Uh... I think it's just like haunted woods or something like that. Uh, I, I did I did that one year. Yeah, uh, near Lebanon. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. That was awesome because it's like you're in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> which is spooky enough. And at night they had a really nice setup. They had like I think four different experiences that you could do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love that shit. I mean, yeah, I'm, me too. I'm like, I get really into haunted houses. Like my, I had this friend and like we started making it a tradition to where every Halloween we're like we're gonna go out of town and we'll find another sure, haunted house. Sure. You know. And we went to one in Atlanta a few years ago called um, uh, Netherworld. Have you been to that one? I've, I've not. That one's really good. Um, but the Nashville Nightmare's gotten really good too. Like every year, they've kind of progressed a little bit more. And the sets are incredible, and and it's they're really long walkthroughs, and um, the theatricality is really good. That's what I'm all about. I like like mm. like getting the good performers, really immersing you into this experience. Mm. I went for they did a. Like a Valentine's one, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. and I went. I went by myself, which was <laughs> uh, it was a stupid idea. I mean, like it's like yeah. you know, you know, it's fake. But I, but I couldn't. I was like, <laughs> my shoulders were up over my ears. Yeah. But I had a great time. I, I one Halloween, a buddy of mine and I threw like a big Halloween party. We made it. We made it like pirate themed, and he has this big, beautiful house in Woodland Hills and a and a pool with like. A, a little waterfall in the back there's like a half uh, tennis court yeah. so we threw in some dough each and there was a place near my house where they would throw out like all the uh, all the used sets from the nearby studio so for like a hundred bucks I got all these these set pieces and whatnot and we built a maze in his tennis court oh, nice. and that a buddy of mine super talented made it to look like the outside like made it look like a pirate ship on the outside with cannons and everything and we had two walkthroughs we had one you could go in to be scared and then we had another one to go in to scare people so we didn't have to like you know pay for like animatronics we just had like things you pull this and that happens you press that button that happens and dude it was like the first epic rainfall of the year happened oh, that night which was good in one hand because there were these major fires that were happening they needed the rain mm -hmm. but uh nobody none of our guests could go into the walkthrough because there was one point we had it you had to literally get on your hands and knees and crawl yeah and someone donated like this big like three inch thick piece of plexiglass you could like crawl over and we had a light underneath and a dead body that we rented <laughs> from like universal studios Man. but nobody wanted to get on their hands and knees and they had their costumes on and it was all, all it was wet, all wet wet rug but uh <laughs> we hired we hired dudes to play to be pirates and just bust out into sword fights it was 
it, it, was a it turned yeah. out to be a great indoor party. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Did you ever like invite people over later, like, hey, come over and try it when it's dry? Or uh, we shut. No, uh, no, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, uh, I've always kind of. Yeah, there's a little. Um, I've always had this uh, fantasy of one day having like my own haunt in my yard. Yes, is our place I, is. Uh, we live in a house that my wife's dad built in 78, so there's still land around us. There's a creek in the no. backyard, and I, every year I kind of like pat, carve this path mm -hmm. through the creek because I'm like, you know, one year, one Halloween, I'll have enough time to set up some sort of walkthrough. People can park and then like literally go through the creek, you know, uh, through the woods. It'd be so easy to rig up, you know, some scares. Yeah. That will happen, mark my words. Oh, you guys man. will broadcast live from there. <laughs> I'd love to. That'd be great. <laughs> I would least like to just go through it. I'm, I'm all about haunts, so. If Halloween is your jam, do you dress up every year? Yes. What, what, what is your favorite costume that you've done? Oh man, well, I'm a Bat Batman fan, so I always do something Batman every year. Um, and I'm kind of busting out old recyc recycled costumes. Um, there's one we did. Uh, I used to do like prosthetics and everything, like yeah. I had mold on my face and I would sculpt it and I would have oh, wow. someone burn the prosthetics, but I don't have the resources for that, so I just did, uh, this is me as the penguin, but I did like comic book style just on my face. Nice. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, you're a super talented dude. <laughs> and then, uh, is, did the Joker the previous year. I was looking at your IMDb and you were, uh, oh, that's awesome. Right. Man. And you were actually a voice on an episode of Batman the Animated Series, right? Yes, I did Batman the Animated Series, I did Justice League, I did Batman Beyond, I did The Batman, I was in, in Batman Brave and Bold. And if you want to look at something really fun, yeah. you can go on YouTube and type in uh, uh, Return to the Batcave. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and see Marsden in tights. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, you nailed it. You look just like like a young Burt Ward in that. Right on. Well, so. I'm glad. I'm glad they thought so. That was too yeah. much fun. Yeah. Are you Are you into horror movies then? Do you, that's kind of. You know, I do like back. horror movies. Uh, do you guys have kids? No. No. I, ever since I had my son, this weird thing happened. Well, he was, it was sort of traumatic. He was born like. Uh, Three and a half months premature, one pound, seven ounces, and for, and ever since then, like my my taste for like gore and, and horror and peril uh, was just gone. Uh, but slowly, I've been kind of working myself back into it. Uh, I, I I was watching The Walking Dead. My my friend Kari Payton, uh, who's the voice of uh, Cyborg in Teen Titans Go. Oh yeah. In Teen Titans, he plays Ezekiel, mm -hmm. King oh, wow. Ezekiel. So I was like, well, I want to support him and see what he's doing that show. I haven't seen it since season two. I'll just binge season two up until I think what was it season six that he yeah, makes his right. appearance. In. And man, it was just it was way it was way too much. It was too intense. <laughs> so I, I I I think I like more jump scare than I like gore. Yeah. But I do like I like horror. I like supernatural. I like I like to be scared. Yeah. You know, my son likes it too. I still I want to see uh, the Quiet Place. Did you guys oh, see yeah. that one? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That was uh, pretty good. My son, he's eight, and he loves, he loves like, uh, he, it started with Goosebumps, and then I, I showed him some Eerie, I'm like, check out Eerie, let's see what you like that, <laughs> he liked that. Um, but he really likes 
He's ready for like intense stuff, kind of. He, we watched, we showed him Hunger Games, which is intense on its own. Yeah. Uh, but he kept seeing the commercials for Quiet Place. I'm like, I don't know. I'll do some research. I asked around, and people, you know, I was like, is it too? Is it like gory, violent, and? Um, much gore in it at all. That's it's, what I understand. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a creature feature type yeah. of situation. Yeah. So he, he, we were ready to go, and he, and he just, he's like, maybe, he says, like, maybe when I'm nine. I'm like, okay. So we, <laughs> but we started watching Stranger Things, oh, and yeah. he really likes that. So that, that, I think that balances a lot of, because isn't Quiet Place just like relentless with the, with the... It's pretty intense. Inten I don't know about relentless, but it is like sus suspenseful, yeah. right? Okay. Like the whole way through, yeah. yeah you're kind of just... They're, they always have to be super quiet, and so, I mean, the thing doesn't attack that often, but it's, you're just sure. constantly waiting for something to happen where sure. they make a noise, they stump their toe or something. Like, well, that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. You absolutely cannot eat popcorn, or, like, <laughs> the whole thing has to be, like, everyone has to be quiet, because if any, you make any noise, it's like everyone looks at you, you know? Yeah. So, the sound budget yeah. must have been super cheap. <laughs> How are you? We'll make it a silent film. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have had two margaritas before I saw that movie because I, I dozed <laughs> off at one point because it was so quiet. I was, oh man, that was but, me last night. I went to see Solo and I shouldn't have gone. I was I knew I was tired beforehand and I had some to drink before I went in and uh, I missed like the entire last act. Oh no! <laughs> I saw it last night too. Actually, you did? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know, I, I, I have to give it a shot. Yeah. Like, it wasn't amazing, but, you know, it was fun. Sure. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about with, you know, like, you're talking about voice acting and all the other stuff that you've done or whatever, and talking about, like, Star Trek and, uh, uh, you know, through video games, there's, like, Star Wars, and you're talking about Batman, and, you know, all these different, like, corners of fandom, and is there anything left that you're kind of like, oh, I'd really like a shot, this, you know, shot at this, this one little, you know, little corner of geekdom that hasn't been touched yet or are you pretty satisfied because it's kind of like all over right so. i mean i've been fortunate you know i've been doing this for 30 plus years you know I've, the first thing that pops in my head it's not so much like geekdom but like well maybe it is technology but i have always wanted to do mocap mm. uh and we, there are some of my friends that book video games and they not they don't book just the voice they book the, the whole thing the suit the experience i would love to do that i auditioned a couple times and i didn't i didn't book uh, yet but uh, that that would be a lot of fun. What about like dream role? Dream role? I mean, I don't know, a superhero, supervillain maybe, yeah. voicer, or uh, or on camera. Are you a big uh, comic book fan? I, I appreciate comic books. I've tried to collect comic books, <laughs> but uh, it just never sticks. I have a I have a modest collection that I tear into here and there, but I was more, I, when I grew up, I was more, I collected action figures and I watched cartoons. Okay. Um, with Robot Jocks? Yeah. The very first, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when you saw Pacific Rim, mm -hmm. when you saw the commercial for that, were you like, I did this. It I seems we, familiar. We, we, we've done this. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, what was that like? Yeah, because I'm a pretty big Stuart Gordon fan. Yeah, man. And Reanimator yeah, and stuff totally. like that, right? So this was like him trying to do something a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. And so, I mean, what, what was that like? I mean, that was, it was amazing. I was 12 years old. Um, uh, I We shot that in Italy. I was in Italy for like five days. Uh, I remember mostly from that trip. <laughs> 
in our hotel, the only English channel was like, they just showed uh, like one movie on a loop every day. So I watched <laughs> Howard the Duck over and over and over and over and over again. 2001, over and over and over again. Kiss of the Spider Woman, over and over and over again. Um, uh, Stuart Gordon was super cool. I was not familiar with him, having been 12, and yeah. uh, was, uh, didn't get introduced to Reanimator uh, until way later. Uh, but he was uh, super soft-spoken, super groovy. Um, it was mostly on sound stages, and they, I mean, they built, like, giant robot feet, like, the size of a building inside these sound stages um, uh, to, you know, again, for digital. And I think, I mean, it was all, all the action was stop motion. They had, I think they had robots about three feet tall. They went out in, like, Black Rock Desert and, and did all the fight sequences for that. Um, it was great. I wish I could go back again. I was, like I said, I was 12. I did not appreciate being in, in Italy. Do you guys yeah. watch, uh, <laughs> you guys see that Data Carvey special on Netflix? Yes, I did. And he talks about, like, taking his teenage sons to, to Italy. Yeah. And, then they're, <laughs> and they're looking at the Vatican, and the one boy's like, is this all we're going to do today? <laughs> like, that was me. Yeah. I could not wait to go back to my hotel to watch Howard the Duck. That was what I wanted to do. That's probably what I learned. Because I watched Howard the Duck over and over when I was that yeah. age, too. Uh, was it sort of the same way with, like, on Erie, Indiana, you're working with, like, John Aston and stuff? Were you, like, Gosh. did you kind of realize, like, oh, this guy was... It's Gomez Adams. Yeah. And, and many, many others. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a kick and a half. Yeah. So totally. you, you appreciated it at the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I appreciated Ray Walston. I remember, I mean, uh, I'm a Robert Altman fan. And, one of my favorites is Popeye, even though it's oh, a yeah. lesser known, <laughs> lesser loved. He's a uh, happy, right? Yeah. He's poop deck yeah. happy. That's right. 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 Uh, my favorite Martian. Uh, uh, I mean, best times original. Fat, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Hand. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, so I mean, it was. It, it, we see also in Erie, we had Claude Aikens. Oh, that's right. Um, was on Twilight Zone. Yes. Um, oh, I forget her name. Who? Uh, uh, Annette. Um, Oh, and she's no longer with us, too. I forget. Oh, I know you said the lady with the red hair. Yes. Yeah, I can't remember her name. We actually Anita Morris. Well. Anita Morris. Oh, okay. uh, Renee Root. Stephen Root. Yeah, that was like Root. one of his first yeah. things. Great. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was Mr. Cheney. That's right. Big <laughs> Wolfman. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then uh, I got Joe Dante to sign my, my Gremlins collector book. Asked him why did you make Gremlins two? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another one. As as an adult, I appreciate that one a lot more. Agreed. I watched yeah. it just like a few months ago again. I'm like, this is so much fun. Yeah. yeah. But I think as a kid, I really, I really wanted that other experience again. Yeah. yeah. Continue you know? from where it left yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Robot Jocks was that before or after the Monsters Today? That was before. Oh, okay. Wow. So I remember um, when I was a kid. Uh, you're kind of like in a small way part of like why I'm such a big like Halloween geek yeah because uh, I used to watch Monsters of Day all the time when I was a kid really? yeah and it would because it was like syndicated it used to come on oh my uh, gosh it was channel 30 here in Tennessee and uh but uh but I was I was a big fan of the original Monsters and still yeah and uh I saw that they had a new show and it, I think it I remember watching it around like Halloween time and kind of feeling like it was getting me in the mood for Halloween sure Later, you were Dash X, but like, uh, yeah, I went back and rewatched some of that on Hulu recently. It is on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Shuck, who plays Herman on that show, he lives in Franklin. Get out of here. Yeah, really? he moved here. Huh. I got to see him. I hadn't seen him in forever. 
Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. What was it like playing like kind of a legacy character like that, right? That was already kind of established and everybody kind of had a, like set expectations for it. It was great. Again, I mean, a blissful ignorance. I mean, I know it's, <laughs> it's not like the most loved monsters, and I get it. Uh, I love the original monsters. There's such a, I mean, you can't beat the, the synergy between Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis and yeah, yeah. Yvonne DeCarl and all that. And not that we didn't have a great synergy, um, but, you know, you're riding coattails, you know. Uh, that being said, it was, again, great experience. We shot on the Universal Studios lot. No, first season we did on uh, the Desi Lu Studios where they originated I Love Lucy. Oh, right on. Um, next door they were shooting Scrooged. Oh, wow. Oh, Bill Murray. Wow. We know that for the podcast. Yeah. In the, uh, the, the opening sequence where uh, uh, million, Six Million Dollar Man is like oh, trying right. to save Santa. Like, right. I was there for that whole thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> they shot the pilot of Pee-wee's Playhouse right next door to me. Oh, uh, so I got to see that. Um, and, and, you know, being a kid, uh, kind of just starting in the business and seeing all these these actors I recognized in, yeah. in situations that uh, seeing things made was outstanding. Remember, you ever see uh, Throw Mama from the Train? Oh, yeah. yeah directed by Danny DeVito. Mm -hmm. They were shooting that on the lot, and I remember I recognized uh, Anne Ramsey, who played Mama, who also played the Mama in Goonies. Yeah, yeah and she, had, she doesn't even have a speaking part in that movie, I would think. In, in uh, Scrooge? Is that where? No, no, she was in Throw Mama from the Train. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, she, she wasn't Scrooge. She is because I remember she's a hobo. Being yeah. like, oh my god, she, that's her, and she yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I'm right. sorry, I'd love. No, you're right. She was yeah. in Scrooge. Maybe she did both at the same time. But I remember, I mean, I'd recognized her from Goonies, but obviously she looked very different. She was very frail, and yeah. she was walking around the lot with a, a cane and in like a hospital gown. And smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and she was so sweet. She'd wave to me all the time, and I assumed I didn't know she was shooting anything. I assumed it was like, oh, it's a movie studio. There's got to be like an old age home for actors on the, on the lot. That must have been what it is. But no, she was working on Throw Mama from the Train, which is oh, wow. like one of the best dark comedies. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> this is your tie. I was afraid it would be ruined. <laughs> so good. Oh, Damn, you know. Uh, okay, oh, let me, uh, so that was the first season of Monsters. Second yeah. season was on uh, Universal Studios, um, where they were shooting uh, Dick Tracy. Oh, wow. And uh, Back to the Future 2. And I hung out every chance I got, and it was easy because I had the makeup on yeah. to, uh, to visit all those sets. Well, oh, 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 I gotta stop you. So you were dressed as Eddie Munster? <laughs> Going to all these sets, all yes. these different, and just a flyer on the wall, and like people like would look over, the, and there's Eddie Munster, like the purple outfit. No, like, at uh, the. Uh, you should just say you were. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, in the, I don't know how many episodes of Munsters you watched in the, in the, uh, the second and third season, the uh, they gave Eddie like an upgrade. Yeah. So I it wasn't like, the purple suit. I remember like later you were kind of cooler Eddie Munster with like. Hair was a little longer. Yes. And uh, wore like normal clothes. Huh. Yes. It was. We were sponsored by this company called Surf Fetish, and it was all like, like day glow, like surfing clothes, man. <laughs> they gave them to me to wear like out in public. I mean, if you look at, you, you don't look at it. Don't look at it. It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, super proud of the stuff I wore as a kid. But were we? All, I mean, were you guys? Maybe. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I definitely had a, a weird, especially in high school. Like, Teenage years. I had a like, mullet for like a decade. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. I, I did yeah. too. I did yeah. too. I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, I had the, the haircut where it was like long on the top, but shaved underneath. Okay. So I wanted to look like a cool skater kid. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I just looked like a dork with a bad haircut. <laughs> gotcha. But, 
So anyway, sorry I cut you off your story. Oh no, that, I mean just like great memories of. Yeah. I mean, and, and and plus like Universal Studios has a theme park, so, and 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 security was so much more relaxed at the time. Yeah. And my best friend, who just visited me last week, uh, Alex, who's on Charles in Charge, oh. and they shot that two doors down for me. So we would ride our bikes. We just go. We go there on the weekends. The security guards knew who we were, and we'd mm-hmm. like go through the ice tunnel, and we'd hang out where like the flood is, and didn't get in trouble, and uh, and yeah, hung out on the Back to the Future set uh, all the time. That's a hell of a childhood, man. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> and I did, I did some you know research and stuff before we met up with it, so right. make sure I remember. But like, like you were on a episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I went back and watched that. That was pretty cool. That was fun. I was I was in between uh, Robert Zemeckis and Michael J. Fox's directors, and our director was Michael Thau, who was uh, Richard Donner's apprentice, and uh, and he was good. He was cool. Um, uh, it, it, I, I was a huge fan of that show, and I, I'm I'm proud of the show. It's not one of my favorite episodes, but I mean, you're, you know, John Glover. I worked with uh, uh, Jonathan Kwan, Key Kwan, who played right, Data. Yeah. And Goonies and Short Round, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. And, uh, where where did you shoot that? Like we were on location <laughs> at in Pasadena, and uh, and then in a soundstage at it wasn't even like a studio. There's oh, okay. a lot of places in LA. They just old warehouses. They turn into sound stages. Right. Yeah, when I lived out there, I would watch different shows and be like, I bet I could find that place. And I would sure. Find, oh, oh, sure. Sorry. But I, like, I was watching uh, Wonder Years, and uh, one day I was watching, and I was like, I bet that house is around here somewhere. And I looked it up, I was like, oh, it's, it's next to Ikea. I'll just <laughs> I'll make it a, like a Saturday thing. Yeah. I'll go see the house, and then I'll go get a lamp or something. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, and the, the Brady Bunch house is in Studio City. Oh, cool. Somewhere, yeah. Um, just quick, another horror question, adjacent question. Yes. Do you have a favorite, like, horror icon or horror monster? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Freddy comes to mind. Just, uh, I mean, just the pure aesthetic, just the way he looks. Uh, uh, I like, uh, I like Frankenstein's monster, like the classic <coughs> Boris Karloff. Sure. <coughs> what about you? Uh, it just kind of depends on the day. I, I love the the creature from Black Lagoon. Yes. It's, as far as a man in suit goes, sure. I don't think you can top that. So. Such a good movie. I mean, you, you got to think about the resources they had at the time. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that, that mask is really impressive and that good, especially when there's like close-ups of it and the mouth is moving. Yeah. And like the gills are going up and down. Yeah. It's like, man, that's pretty impressive for the 50s. You know? Totally. I'm a big uh, Frankenstein's monster fan. Mm-hmm. So, so. Partial to the Universal Monsters, for sure. Mm-hmm. For totally. Me. Yeah. Well, I was also going to ask uh, if you remember your first horror <coughs> movie, the first horror movie that you ever saw. Poltergeist. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the scene where he's tears his face off in the, in the mirror. <laughs> I think that scarred a generation, yeah, basically. I was, I, that was my son was eight. Yeah. Like, oh, I had, I had some nightmares, and then, uh, and then I think it was a few months later, a year later, because it, it was on, like, we, could we rent things at the time? I think VHS or beta renting <laughs> movies had just happened. Yeah. So I think we rented it. Yeah. Um, in the clown scene, also. I think, Dude, I think come that, on. I think that started this Crazy. whole thing where everyone now thinks clowns, like you think of them as horror <laughs> characters first uh, yeah. and comedic characters way, uh, way, way, it's like sure. way down the line. Sure. Though, so. 
I still get nervous like if my hand dangles down by the bed. Well, <laughs> 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 like, so how did you get into acting? Because you were pretty young. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, from Rhode Island, moved to LA, and uh, my father was a dance teacher, and uh, he had a, got a gig teaching ballet at Fullerton College, and someone he worked with was like, oh, your son's cute, you should get him into acting, there's a workshop in Irvine, so uh, my parents went, ching and they <laughs> took me to a <laughs> this place, in, which is still there, Del Mar Media Arts. Uh, run by Bud and Bunny Barth, who I love very much. They sign, they sign me up for 12 weeks of commercial, 12 weeks, uh, uh, commercial and theatrical, and then another 12 weeks of uh, uh, commercial and voiceover, and then they sent me to an agent, and that agent immediately started sending me out for, for things. And it was a lot of like on-the-job training, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. You mentioned shooting something Wednesday. Is there anything you can tell us about it? Yeah, or, man. Is it kind of on the DL? Or? No, I'm proud to, to share this. I, I, uh, I turned 40 three years ago, and for my 40th birthday, I decided to throw myself a variety show. I had been watching a lot of old Dean Martin show episodes, and, uh, and I grew up watching, like, Carol Burnett, and, uh, and I, I always liked that loose sort of sketch where they're trying to crack each other up. And, and Dean Martin show had like the music, the classic music and like Johnny Cash show. I mean, like little, little sketches here, but like, like great music, you know? Uh, uh, and uh, so I found a place in East Nashville, invited a bunch of my friends uh, and I had musicians, I had a burlesque performer, I had actors and, and I utilized the entire space. Because one of my peeves about moving here, I guess as a performer is I see so many great Musicians, there's so many great, talented musicians here, pouring their guts out on stage for like maybe six people in the audience, yeah. or maybe like half a bunch of people like on their phones. I'm like, that's it's insane. Do you guys know what a gift you had right here? It's like I've I've seen bands in L.A. and they're great, but I felt like a lot of them. I mean, I went to go to goth clubs. I mean, everyone's show, showboating in goth clubs. But, like, I felt everyone's kind of like, look at me. It's very cosmetic. But here, like, they're giving you their soul, you know? Yeah. Mm. It just, it's, it's funny. It seems like it's so oversaturated with amazing musicians that you just kind of get used to it. That's the right? problem. Yeah, everyone yeah. It's, it takes it a little for granted. Yeah, because we grew up here, and it's just like, I'll, right. I'll see some amazing musician, like, at the airport. Like, that guy's amazing. Right. He's just playing a guitar at right, the airport. Right. So. So I devised this show where no one had time to look at their phones. It, it, there was an act on stage. They're done, lights out stage, lights up at the bar. We had a skit at the bar. That's done, lights out bar, lights up stage left. And I had something on over there. I worked the, I worked, I hosted, you know, and I worked the room like that. And, uh, and it was so much fun. Uh, all my friends were like, nobody's doing this here. You gotta do this again. I'm like, really? This was so, it seems so simple. Uh, it seems so, you know, pedestrian, but uh, I did three more uh, to much success, and uh, unfortunately the venue closed, and I really liked that aesthetic. So, and, and I always thought in the back of my mind, like, you know, my background is television. I could easily do this for television. There's certainly a, there's no shortage of amazing musicians and comedians and yeah. burlesque performers and especially artists. So I've been nurturing this idea for over a year now. And um, I'm going to shoot the pilot for it. It's called the Mars Variety Show, and it's basically, it's it's in respect to the Dean Martin Show or Laughing Hee Haw, uh, with a little bit of like 
peewee element, a little bit of pee, a little bit of a... Uh, when, you, when you said hee-haw, you gestured at me. Is there a <laughs> oh, reason? Oh, oh, I was just going back and forth. I don't know. You, you, had, you had the most facial hair. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. <laughs> but it'll be a lot of randomized humor. I have a lot of... And everyone, it's all local stand-up comedians, uh, local musicians. Um, our bartender is a puppet. That's where, like, the, the Muppet thing kind of, like, comes in there. And, uh... Yeah, doing the pilot this uh, a week from Wednesday. Oh, right on. Where are you? Where is it? Doing the show? In my house. Oh. In my house, we re- we converted our garage to look like a venue. That's where mm-hmm. my sound booth is. So the outside the booth, there's a stage, mm-hmm. and and then there's seating for like twenty or thirty people, and fold up chairs, and then I have like a little living room over there. I have a like a round table and chairs there. I have a bar over there. It's compact, but it, it look it'll it'll feel like a party setting. Okay. Drum kit. Um, and then the, when the headliner happens, we go outside, and I have a big backyard, swimming pool, and a stage. Excuse me, outside the swimming pool, and that's where the big, the big headliner act is. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned uh, you did it at a, a venue in East Nashville. What was the venue? It was called the Building. It's not there now. It's a tattoo place. Oh, okay. The Building was like a kind of BYOB place and they had a lot of great performers and they, they did like a, an ant, a like a really groovy uh, in, musical instrument antique flea market that some I forget it was some famous musician put on uh, but they lost their lease uh, hmm. have you ever uh, done any shows at uh, the East Room? I have I did uh, uh, my friend Dante Bosco who uh, most people would know as uh, Rufio from Hook. Oh yeah, yeah. He is an amazing uh, poet, yeah. uh, and he founded the uh, the poetry uh, salon in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him do this. We were at a pop culture convention together, and he did a panel about it. And he was doing some of his poetry, and and invited people to come up with their poetry. And I was astounded that you know cosplay kids, you know. They, they they had stuff you know already on their phones ready to go and they again just like were very 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 vulnerable with what they were sharing and I was like man Nashville would love this so I mm. talked with him was like come out to Nashville I'll get you a space um, and, and we did it at the East Room and we we packed it we had like twenty he he hosted I just kind of introduced it he did some of his stuff and we had like twenty poets come up and oh, cool. and uh, share some of their their work yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're coming up with a lot of really cool, unique shows to do around here. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. It's fun. I call my my little art projects. I tried managing bands for for a second because I, I I was getting them I was getting them booked in places. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I was what I was doing that was different. Uh, like just contacting someone. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm a little more arrogant than most, but uh, uh, tried doing that. But I I I, I just kind of do things that spark my interest at the moment like yeah. I did a, uh, a Randy Newman tribute show at oh. the basement oh right on big Randy Newman fan a lot of musicians are Randy Newman fans yeah. uh, had a huge great lineup it was one, one of the most proud that that in the uh, poetry salon uh, was like one of the most proudest things I did last year oh, cool. yeah so, uh, in a perfect world where do you see the show airing like what, what where do you see it kind of placing that's in- a good question I haven't I mean in the perfect world, I mean, it would be network, but I don't, I, I don't know if it's a network show. I mean, I, I like uh, what I, what I am trying to do is is 
you're trying to go against the norm. It's like, you know, you don't, in this day and age, you don't need networks anymore, you know? Uh, it could have a streaming presence on, uh, on a website. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care really where it is as long as the quality is up to my desire and people are watching and people love it. Right. Oh, uh, you and Omri Katz are both on in a Hocus Pocus. Yes. Was that just like a coincidence or did one of you like recommend the other or did it just... No, that was a coincidence. Uh, and again, I was, I was, what was I working on? Almost Home or Boy Meets World, one of those shows on the Disney lot mm -hmm. and they were shooting Hocus Pocus next door. I actually read for, I read for uh, Omri's role. Uh -huh. um, uh, which, fun fact, they offered to Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? Yeah, and he huh. turned it down to uh, be in Gilbert Grape, mm. and then thus won himself an Oscar nomination. <laughs> uh, and, I was uh, really hoping you were going to say Critters 4 or whatever it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would visit the set, I would, you know, say hi to Omri and uh, kind of see what was going on, and then uh, months later, I mean, they're done shooting and they're cutting it together and they wanted to recast the voice for Biggs. So I read and I booked it. It's, again, one of those serendipitous things. Was that kind of the inception of doing uh, voice acting? Was that kind of whatever you're oh, no, I've, you already, already... I've been doing voice acting since I was 12. Oh. Uh, uh, first cartoon I ever did was Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Oh, I used to watch that after school. <laughs> yeah, that's and I uh, remember I replay again, uh, my career. I'm never the first guy I cast. I replaced a kid because he was going through puberty. Oh, no. Um, so I, I, I'm I, in like the last couple of seasons of that show. What character did you play? Uh, there's a boy, a squire named Kevin, who's oh, okay. friends with the gummy bears. He like knows where they are. <laughs> that was me. You were also the voice of Peter Pan, right? That's right. Yeah, it's another in, show I watched after school. Fox's <laughs> Peter Pan the Pirates. Yeah. Tim Curry, yeah. I actually liked that show when I was a kid. I haven't gone back and watched it, so I don't know. But it was, it was good, good, time. good, clean fun. And again, wasn't the first guy cast. It was <laughs> Dana Hill, who originated the voice of Max and Goof Troop, and she recorded like 60 episodes. And uh, they wanted to go instead of like a, a, a woman doing a, a, a male voice, they wanted a real, hmm. real dude. I got to be the real dude. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they did a goofy movie, right? Yes, yeah. a goofy movie. Well, what do you get recognized for the most, do you think? Um, uh, you know, a goofy movie. I mean, when someone hears my voice, because my voice hasn't really changed much. Uh, mostly like the, the 90s sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. So like, someone's like, hey, weren't you on Full House? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not like, hey, don't you owe me money? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Munster, is that? Yeah. No. That happens so rarely. Really? But And I'm... And I'm but it does happen, the Munsters thing, and I'm always so surprised because I know when it was airing in Los Angeles, it aired at like Sunday mornings, and because uh, we started in like a good time slot, like, I think like Friday nights at 7:30 or Thursday nights 7:30. So like no one's watching this, but we got we did three seasons. Right. It's now on the Hulu. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because that was the first thing I like remember seeing you in. So anytime I saw you in anything after that, I was like, oh, Eddie Munster's in this. Because I didn't know what your name was. And like, like even when uh, I first saw Erie, Indiana, I was like, is that Eddie Munster with a wig on? It's like, I think it is. <laughs> I just messaged uh, Butch Patrick, who is the original Eddie Munster. Yeah. He was in, 
saw that he was at House of Cards, that new restaurant downtown. Oh, I'm really? like, do you live here? <laughs> He's like, no, but I come here often. He knew the, the owner, but it's just, there's a weird vortex here in Nashville. A lot yeah. of... Yeah, a lot of people coming and going here. Yeah, for real. Thanks for coming out for this, by the way. My pleasure. Thanks for having time. me. I'm sorry it took so long or oh, if I was evasive. It wasn't anything personal. Uh, <laughs> man, I really appreciate you coming yeah, out. Really really my pleasure, my pleasure. Really pleasure. Reach out anytime. Absolutely. Thank you. And we're back at Half Ass Horrorcast Studios. That's right. And we just wanted to thank all of you for listening to our interview with Jason Marsden, a.k.a. Dash X. Uh, a.k.a. Eddie Monster. That's right. But yeah, thanks for listening, and a big thanks to Jason for meeting up with us and doing this. It was really cool of him to do that and make time for us. Slam Evil! Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H.A. Horrorcast. And you can send us an email at halfassedhorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfassedhorrorcast.com. Yeah.